Okay, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast. I am your host, Ken Cardez, a.k.a. Omega Z, editor-in-chief of the written core content over at DigitalEraEntertainment.com. Alongside Gino, owner and operator of the Waypoint Cafe here at 65 Ludlow Street on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, New York. The disembodied hand that just loaded in front of my face. <laughs> Welcome to another week in gaming and esports, where we decide to go over some of the new stuff that interests us today. Uh, naturally, for those of you joining us live, we're going to be talking about Pokemon and all the Pokemon announcements that happen. I have issues. There's a lot of issues. Why are we getting like the Pokemon the game so close? I, I got Tito. I, oh my God. I have so many issues about this. I thought it was Italy, too. No, apparently it's, it's play Spain. Spain. We have Speed Gatito. My, my favorite is this guy right here. I like Fred Coco. You want to know what he is? <laughs> he's, a, he's supposed to be a crocodile. Well, yes, but he's actually based off of um, a red bell pepper that's stuffed with Spanish cheese. Why? And then we have Donald Duck over here somewhere. <laughs> he's apparently based off of Don Quixote. Really? Yeah, if you look at the name. Oh, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I guess he is. <laughs> Anyway. So my question is, is the Spanish Inquisition the bad guys? I hope they are. I hope it's like <laughs> I hope it's like red robe team rocket. <laughs> Wide brim hat. <laughs> they go to like a church one of the churches is a gym and you walk in oh and they're just God, standing. <laughs> no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Um, but before we get into the latest on all the gaming and esports news that's uh slammed into us this week, not too much going on. A lot. The craziness has been in the actual game releases as opposed to game news more than anything. But let's talk about what we've been playing. What have you been playing, Gino? Not Elden Ring. <laughs> I feel so bad for you. It came today and now I have family obligations that I have to, to keep you away from playing the game. Is that why you cut your hair? Yes. So you could look presentable in front of the family? Yes. Excuses. <laughs> 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 uh, so you haven't had a chance to play Elden Ring yet it came today actually it came at 8 this morning I'm staring at him like if that I didn't is have such to... a big delay so not only was your Elden Ring delayed apparently they're sending me two because I got a second email yesterday saying that it's coming Saturday so if I end up with two collector's editions I'm just gonna laugh alright <laughs> <laughs> your Steam Deck also got delayed too right Um, they offered me a choice for that actually they said you can get it now or you can wait. And since I was reading a lot of stuff with everything going on right now, I was like, I can't give it the attention that I want to give it. <laughs> Especially since I got the PS5 version of Elden Ring. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to rebuy the game and just play it on the Steam Deck. So I'm waiting. Um, I'll get my email actually later this month and I'll be getting it in April. But that doesn't mean I haven't played with a Steam Deck yet. <laughs> so you're able to try your hands on it. Yep. The other day. Yep. What games did you decide to try try on it? God of War. Yay. Has no right being that good being a handheld. I sat here, I was like, see, now... It's a very nice handheld. If Sony handed us <laughs> this as an actual hand, then Nintendo would have been in trouble. <laughs> what I like, what I actually like about the, the Steam Deck is that it gives you options. It can be the greatest 
up to PS3 emulation, mm-hmm. like PS3 era, 360 era emulation device. Right. That includes the Wii U, by the way. Um, it can do everything that you want on Steam, like the games that are made for it and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Or you can put Windows on it and have it to play Fortnite, which I don't know why you would, because it's not really <laughs> that great. Because um, some people want to play Fortnite on the go. You could do that on your phone. So people want to have like analog sticks and stuff on the go. Um, the the everything feels great. The buttons feel great. Um, hardware wise, everything is perfect. All my complaints are software, which are just quality of life issues. Right. That can be solved with small patches, which they've been doing. Yeah. Like for me, one of the big things that I was looking forward to was being able to play Destiny on the go somewhat. And unfortunately, Destiny does not work on the Steam Deck. It makes no sense to me why it doesn't because there are other developers and other games that have the same battle eye. It's probably something with some type of coding that they messed up It's either coding or what battle eye has said is just email us and we will send you the actual plugin. So it could just no one emailed battle eye from Bungie. (laughs) It could really be that because you know what? They just released their big expansion and everything. They're a little distracted. They're a little distracted. <laughs> so uh, my 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 biggest complaint right now is on is the Steam store. Just uh-huh. they have now a section called Great on Deck, but in the Steam store, there's still no category to just be like, hey, what's playable on deck? So you just kind of have to go through like this great on deck thing, which is just like an ad. Um, I like all the uh, little things. You can get Apex to run on it very nicely. That's cool. So it gives like if you're not used to if you just want the out of of box experience, it's great for that. If you like the tweak, it's great for that. If you want to do whatever, whatever the hell you want. Yeah, go right ahead. I mean, it's (laughs) it's also uh, Linux based, so yeah, it allows for that. I guess what's the word that I'm looking for? That custom malleability, custom, yeah, the customization, yeah, the customization. Or the thing is, the though, mal- the malleability of you being the <laughs> Linux base about it isn't just like you could actually just get rid of Linux and throw Windows on it if you want to. What the crazy part is, it it, it has the specs of a high end ultra, uh, no, an entry level ultra book, which starts at like a thousand dollars for four hundred bucks. I know people complain about the um, the what's it called? The battery life being an issue of contention. I mean, that happens with a lot of like, but you if you tweak a lot of this and you could tweak the settings on the fly, mind you, while you're playing the game. So if you want to get more frames and stuff like that, you can actually tweak it while you're playing and monitor everything down to refresh rate, down to input lag, everything. It's really good. I'm just excited at the prospect of playing God of War on the go more than anything. Yeah. I like, bought God of War on PC so I could just play it on the go. I was like, shouldn't you have bought this on the PlayStation 5? I'm like, nope. Nope. I want it on well, the go. I mean, on the PS5, it's a free download for... Yeah. And the version that you can download is not the this uh, upscaled one. Right. So I'm waiting for them to at some point release that version. I, I have a feeling they'll probably release that closer to the actual God of War release. I think so too. Yeah. My friend was also playing Elden Ring on the go. <laughs> and I'm like, that's horrific. They also fixed their Steam cloud setup. So when he's done playing it, if he exit the game, he goes over to his PC, he just picks up where he left off. Yeah. 
So it's it's seamless. It, they really got everything down. It's 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 a nice product. I I I hope it does well. It looks like it's doing well. Um, all the reviews I've seen from it all say the same thing. Perfect product. Just needs some more time in the uh, with the software. That's mm-hmm. it. And it's just quality of life things. There's no like. There's no like bug. Right. It's like the PlayStation quality of life thing that I still complain about. <laughs> Why can't I update my controllers over the air? Because you have to plug it in. And we said so. That's literally why. Because Sony said so. Dumb. It is. It's archaic as all hell. I know like everyone gives <laughs> flack to um Xbox for not a not having rechargeable batteries in their controllers. But I can update my stuff whenever. But I can update my stuff whenever and I don't need to plug in my controller to charge. <laughs> and don't give me like the sh- how short is that type C cord? The one for PS5? Yeah. It's not that. It's pretty long. It doesn't reach my couch. Well, how far away is your TV? About six feet. Six to eight feet. It's, you should be reaching. No, it doesn't reach. I don't know what happened to your wire then. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was short. <laughs> you, you got the short wire. For, for something that's like, what, 80 bucks now for a controller? 60... 70? Okay, so 70 it's, after tax. 69.99? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's 59.99 for the white controller, and then all the colors <laughs> cost more. <laughs> that's, even, that's even more scummy, in my opinion. Was, that's the Nintendo approach. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Which is funny, because cyan's actually the cheapest color in the world. Mm-hmm. I, I've still been playing the stuff that uh, I've been playing from last week, just because, like, it's so Those are all big games, you know. I'm still on Destiny 2. Uh, I beat Horizon Forbidden West over this past weekend. What'd you, what would you give it? Okay, let me put it to that. Is it a sequel in the sense that it improved everything from the first game and added more? Yeah, or... that's, that's all it is. Like, I, okay. I, I, I wouldn't say I was disappointed. I, it was just more Horizon. And I was like, I guess that's okay. But like, when it comes to open world games, like I really, really like when open world games break the mold or do something different and don't make everything feel the same as every other open world game that I've played before. Okay. Uh, and Horizon falls into the, those traps. Did it, it, it fell into those traps in the first game. It falls into those traps in, in this second game as well. Should the um, second, let me ask you like this. Should it have been a sequel or should it have been like Oh, it definitely should have been a sequel. Like Okay. okay, yeah, okay. It's not like it's not like some like, hey, we hogwashed, you know. And, a, no, no, <laughs> it's like here's a DLC that we've expanded. No. Okay. It's good, a full fledged sequel. Good. Uh the story is really like the be- the biggest thing for me, and I guess this is the biggest thing for everyone who likes Horizon. Uh the story is just so well told. Good. And not just in terms of the actual narrative that the game progresses, but just how the, the world story is, is told built to you, up. Uh, how okay. it's built up on the lore and everything. Because that was one of the things I really liked about the first game. Cause in the first game, you're like, what the heck happened to the world? And if you went off and did like some of the side quests, like you would find the mug and you're like, hey, there's history behind this mug. Cause you think you're finding out about yeah. the civilization that existed before everything went to crap and you had mechanical Jurassic Park running around everywhere. Uh, so that's what I really liked about Horizon was the story. Um, the gameplay is definitely better over the first game, which is probably for me, which is the best improvement it could have I'll had. I'll be quite honest with you. 
playing the game on PC, I sat here. I was like, I can't do this in terms of gameplay. So then I just watched a video of all the lore. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, everyone. Like, I get it. It's a great game. That gameplay mechanic, the gameplay mechanics really turned me off to it, though. I mean, it's a different kind of game, you know. Um, so I beat it. I think it's a good game. Um, it's definitely so far. It's definitely in a, in a small handful of great games that I've played this year so far. Um, and there's Elden Ring. I mean, Elden Ring is just amazing. So <laughs> I still haven't beat Elden Ring. I don't think anyone I know has beaten it yet. Probably. I haven't heard. I haven't seen. Like, I haven't heard anyone actually. Like in terms of our circle, I haven't heard anyone say, yeah, I beat it yet. I've seen like the Twitch streamers that have been in it. So I know what the final boss looks like. Okay. Uh, I remember seeing like, a boss. Even that though, I haven't. I personally, even watching all that, like I haven't seen many people reach the end yeah I, i've I, had people I, think that they've I've, I've the seen end. videos of boss fights i still haven't found <laughs> so i'm just like i can't wait to try that and get my hand my butt handed to me on a silver platter i like i've had people reach a point and it's like yeah this has to be the final boss it's like no no because there's a bunch of like regular bosses in the regular open world yeah uh but the main bosses are what are known as the demigods in the yeah. game those are like the actual story bosses no yeah, yeah, yeah they're not fun <laughs> so one of the ones that I recently fought and she's kind of like early, in terms of like if you if you went through like the actual story yeah. checkpoint she's considered an early boss and it's Mar uh Margit the moon something uh, it's Margit the fallen or something like oh, that. Oh okay. She's this red-haired tall lady. Oh the statue. Uh, yeah the the, the, the 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 statue. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, her. The statue yeah. She has a sword, and then like I beat that for, and I was like, this felt a little too easy. And then she turns into Mothra, and I was like, Yay! <laughs> and you sit there, you're just like, Awesome! Let's I was like, go. I was like, This is great. And now she's the same thing, but now she's flying, and I'm just like, Oh, the great! This is. And it was one of those moments where, like, in the first fight, the music's very, like, low-key and melancholic. And then it, yeah. And you're like, oh, and then you beat her. And then when she gets her second form, yeah, it's literally the, why is there boss music? <laughs> why are there lyrics? Why are the lyrics in Latin? <laughs> why is the world on fire? <laughs> uh. Overall, uh, a great moment. Elden Ring is one of those games that I'm just like, this is what open world games need to do. Like every game has like breath of the wild came out. I'm like, yes, more of this. And then ghost of Tsushima. I felt like fixed the, the marker thing where it's like, yes, you have all this stuff. You don't really need to do it only if you want to, yeah. but it rewarded you for doing it. So I was like, I need something that combines those two and Elden ring has it, but Elden ring doesn't throw the markers at you. It's just like, yeah, go explore. Have fun. Have fun. Where do I go? Wherever. Wherever. <laughs> uh, I watched my friend. Um, hey, he what's up, Ivy? He started the game uh, late, um, and he got transported to a late game area right at the beginning of the game. Also, he found one of those chests that teleported him. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> he had no idea. How the, he, this was before he got. He was taught how to level up or anything. So it's literally just him, a stick, and his like boxers, and he's just like. Why am I? In, why am I in the end stages of the game? 
it's not an end stage so in the beginning of the game if you decide to be like curious and explore yeah. uh you'll find like treasure chests and so some of the treasure chests are like they're not mimics but they're like fate chests and they'll teleport you to a random yeah. part on the map and the object is to survive and find the other chest to get back, back to where yeah <laughs> he's just like why am i here why did this happen to me <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm still playing Elden Ring, still grinding it out uh, on Destiny 2. Uh, but Horizon was beaten, so I'm glad I got that out of the way. Um, I did try Babylon's Fall, the demo. I, I, I think... Who paid for it? No, it's a demo. No, 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 no. Who paid Platinum Games for this? I don't know who did, but they didn't pay them enough. This was obviously like... The Platinum's game, like D team, <laughs> the janitor and like the interns or whatever, because this game looks like a PlayStation Three game for starters. The graphics are horrific, and I'm like, why is this on my PS Five? It looks so bad. Not only that, but oh, Square Enix. So not only that, that explains everything. <laughs> when you think Platinum games, what games come to mind? Transformers. Bayonetta. Bayonetta, Transformers, uh, Metal Gear Rising. Yeah. Near. Near. <laughs> Metal Gear Rising, because no no one so played that game. All those games have something pretty similar in common, and they have really amazing combat systems, right? Yeah. All I know is I felt lied to when I played Babylon's Fall, the demo, because the trailers show all these like Devil May Cry type combos and things like that. And in the demo, I'm like, none of that's there. It's terrible. All right, Ivy, take care. Thanks for stopping oh. by, though. <laughs> oh, it's bad. The combat is so clunky. It's so boring. The enemy design is so boring. I was like, you mean to tell me that like the actual stuff that's probably like the end game thing? Oh, uh, I see here. Yeah, Spirit Enix. Well, Square Enix published Platinum Games developers. Nope, developers, Platinum Games and Square Enix. It was definitely a partnership. <laughs> it was definitely a partnership. How much you want to bet that Square Enix is like, Marvel failed, so we're now going to have more of a hand in this. How much you want to bet? I don't know. So this is one of the games where like, if it does fail, it's literally their fault. Because one, there's been very little marketing. I forgot. The, I thought the game was coming out like in summer. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. So there's been very little marketing behind this game. And then what's been shown didn't really tell me much of the game, which is why I played the demo. Cause I was like, I want to know what the heck this thing is. Cause like, when was the last time we saw the, what was the last time? There was a recent trailer, like last year or something that we had like the overview. And not, I don't know where that game is. I had, I really think that that Square Enix just wanted to get this game out. I mean, it, it, it doesn't help that it's coming on after Elden stuff Ring. like Horizon and Elden Ring. And then and literally in like a two week, week or two, we have Strangers in Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. Yeah. Like, it's just there's just no hope for this game. And then there's also Kirby. Yeah. Rune Factory 5, Ghostwire Tokyo. So like this all on the same day, it's unfortunate that this game is going to fail. But I also I'm like happy that it's going to fail because I, like, I really think that Platinum was just like, 
was forced just to make a game. I think so. I, I really feel like Square Enix executives held them at gunpoint and were like, please make us a live service game. Um, because uh, Marvel failed. Marvel failed. Like Outriders sold really well and then Outriders died. So now it's like, okay, you can play this Japanese RPG one. And it's probably like, so it, it actually released. And Today. Before I got here, I checked how many people were playing it on Steam and only 650 people were playing it on Steam. That's not a good sign for a launch game. When you compare it to Elden Ring, where Elden Ring has a couple thousands. couple thousand. <laughs> That's me putting it lightly. <laughs> and then over here, you know, you got Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, The Dead Game. With over a million people playing it right now. Wow, that's a lot of zombies. Right? <laughs> like, everyone keeps telling me, Dota 2 is a dead game. I'm like... A lot of zombies playing this dead game. Like, there's like 800,000 people online right now. That, that That's a lot of zombies. That's a lot of dead people. <laughs> I want to know what the concurrent numbers for Overwatch are right now. All I know is, I've watched people play Overwatch and still catch, like, ranked games fairly quickly so it's still probably like actually kind of high maybe speaking of esports uh nintendo in the esports news with uh smash brothers not being at this year's evil that doesn't surprise me actually so it doesn't surprise me for a couple of reasons yeah one we know that sony bought evil and that caused them to rethink like whether or not everything uh, the second thing is, is Nintendo, I think, partnered with, with um, yeah. Panda Global. Yeah. So there so may have been some type of like exclusivity. It's or probably an exclusivity thing. It's probably also because Panda Global has run events at Evo mm-hmm. for Smash mainly, actually. Um, I highly believe that it's just Sony being like, no. But like Nintendo, Nintendo's fun. the ones that made I know, the statement. I, I think Sony would have been fine with having Probably. Smash there. So I don't think Sony was anyone to say no. I remember Evo itself, owned by Sony now, put out the statement. That, Half owned by Sony. Yeah. So they put out the statement like, we're really sorry that this happened, but, you know, we hope they... The other half w- is Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was joking. Unfortunately. I would say unfortunately. I would. I wouldn't. Only because I think we're going to get the PC version or the Xbox version of King of Fighters because no one wants to play the PlayStation 5 version. For sure. <laughs> it's Or the 4 version because everyone sitting here is like, yeah, this is bad. And that's only because the frames are like slightly off. A five frame input delay. It's not that bad. It is barely noticeable. Five frames is noticeable. Five frames is like a split second. Yeah, but in a fighting game, it's noticeable. That was the same issue with the PS3. <laughs> get good like I just, anyway I think people are just too, pick, games, people are too picky Capcom. you see the Capcom news the announcement of what you, uh, the last thing we talked about Capcom last week no they announced something new the uh, program the uh, Street Fighter program I didn't the hear Cap- about this okay so they announced a tournament program okay and the entire fighting game community is upset at them because you have to apply to this program okay they Activision Blizzard it with Overwatch, essentially. The max amount of money per year you could give out is $10,000. That's so little. Yeah. Per year. 
That means the most you're going to like, if you do apply for this or want to hold tournaments and you want to hold a lot of tournaments, the biggest you want to do just to have longevity is like you want to hold a 1K. Nope. 2K is the max you could give out at a tournament. So you're basically hosting five tournaments in a year. Yeah. And this is being applied to everyone who wants to run Street Fighter. Why is the dollar amount so low? Well, here's the reason why. Capcom Cup. They want to put all the attention on the Capcom Cup because like, you want the big money come to us over here. Only, yeah. <laughs> Versus like where you have CEO, you have uh, Defend the North, things like that. And now this only, the, the other thing is this also applies to it being streamed out. Because if you want it streamed out, you now also have to apply for the broadcast rights of the game. It's a mess. That is a messy thing. It is a huge mess. There's actually more that that while we sit here like they they straight up Activision Blizzard it. Sounds good. It it's uh let's put let's let's check out something positive. I know that recently there was a a Doom announcement. Yes, Doom. Uh in support What's of uh, so, in support of the conflict over in Ukraine, John Romero releases a new Dune 2 level yep. to raise money for Ukraine. And by the way, it only works, it doesn't work on the DOS version of Doom or the original like Microsoft 3.2 version. So you need a newer version of Doom 2. Which is basically the current versions of Doom 2 that you can get on Steam. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Steam, Steam is also refusing to accept payments from Russia. <laughs> oh my god. We're taking everything from them. <laughs> the video <laughs> war has changed. War has changed. <laughs> like, um, it, no, but in all seriousness, I, I like efforts like this because this is, this is just like a, a very serious humanitarian It is. Crisis. And what's really cool is the fact that it's like, hey, you guys want a free level? Not a free, like I'm paying free, level. But you can pay whatever you want. So. For Doom 2, a game that came out in what? 93? 94? Early 90s. Back when I was a Wii gamer. <laughs> um, we got some corporate news. Epic Games has acquired Bandcamp. Yeah, I don't like this. This is pretty big. It, that, I don't know how this got approved. Is it like fully approved? For the most part, I think so, yes. Because like Cause Bandcamp is not a public company. Mm. It's a private company. And unlike Activision Blizzard, which being bought by Microsoft, those two public companies merging has to go through SEC. Right. This is the owners of Bandcamp selling themselves to... It's basically like when Instagram was bought by Facebook. Yes. Yeah. So here's why it's an issue. At least on, on my perspective. You have Epic Games. Their mm. primary product is Unreal Engine and Easy Anti-Cheat. Right. So that makes games. Mm -hmm. Now they have this storefront where they sell games. Right. They also bought ArtStation and Sketchfab, which is how you find artists to make games and where you keep all your digital assets right. for said games. And now you have music. So now they have the pre-production production and post-production vertical completely under all one brand that is unheard of 
I know. That's why this is huge. And the last time we ever had that's a, that's literally Rockefeller owning the oil that that uh no owning the coal mine to supply his trains and he owns a train line and then sells you the tickets. Mm-hmm. He's making money all the way to like this shouldn't be allowed. But it is. It the only reason probably why it's allowed is probably because the courts don't understand any of this. That's pretty much why it happens. <laughs> um but yeah, this basically is this is what we would call a power move um, by Epic Games uh, because it just gives them so, so much access to so many assets. All the artists are upset by it. I, I would imagine so. They're like, yeah. no, we're going to leave the platform now. <laughs> That's not going to concern them one bit. It's not. <laughs> but all the cool indie artists are going to leave, which is why I cared about Bandcamp. <laughs> uh... We got some more video game award news. Let's check out what's happening over at BAFTA. The BAFTA nominees have been announced. Uh, BAFTA is one of the bigger, more notable award ceremonies. So we got a couple of uh, categories and we got some nominees. Uh, Let's go down this list here. So for the BAFTA game awards, nominees in animation, we have Call of Duty Vanguard. It Takes Two, Kana, Bridge of Spirits, Life is Strange, True Colors, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. Who do you see the BAFTA giving this to? This is animation, so. I, if we're talking about like animation, animation, I could see it going to Kina or Psychonauts 2, in all honesty. So I, I agree with the Kina point. Um, this is one of the ones where I would actually give it takes two a nod in terms of animation. Uh, like Psychonauts 2, I really loved. Obviously, it was our game of the year uh, for us here at D. Um, but it still had like that janky animation style that Tim Schafer's known for. Yeah, but that's uh, also a specific style. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of, I, I feel like BAFTA is like movie, looks at it in terms of like what's like the movie caliber. True, true. Type of animation. Um, stop motion is also yeah for sure uh we also have a category for artistic achievement the artful escape it takes two psychonauts two ratchet and clank rift apart resident evil village and returnal the first three the first three alone are very artistic Artistic. games uh ratchet and clank it's a good visual game i wouldn't say it's like an artistic achievement though yeah. Um, funny enough, I th- I would consider Returnal just because of how much it pops on the screen with all the different particle with effects, yeah, the different colors and things. Resident like that. Evil is just horror movie gore. I, I don't understand how Resident Evil Village is in that particular category. Nevertheless, I think uh, it's th- that's another one that would probably yeah. go to like Kina. It takes two or whatever. Best game. We have audio achievement. Oh, right. uh, we have the artful escape. Call of Duty Vanguard, Deathloop, Halo Infinite, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Returnal. Now, audio achievement, are they saying music or they're just talking about like the sound effects? They're talking it- about sound effects. They're talking about sound engineering, everything. I, I, I would give that to Returnal. Either Returnal or Halo Infinite because there are certain times when I was playing through the campaign mm-hmm. and I didn't even know this was a thing. I just thought that it just automatically played. No, if you hit a certain 
height in the game, like an elevation, the Halo chant will play. <laughs> and like, as you're looking over like the vastness of the Halo, it will just play. And I'm just like, wait, that just happens if you hit a certain height. That's cool. I I'm didn't like, know that. That's really cool. There's a lot of little audio cues in the game mm. that you would miss through your first playthrough. Right. So I'm like, oh, wait, this is interesting. That's cool. I didn't know that. Like if you're in a warthog and you're running and things are exploding near you, it plays the warthog run from three. Mm -hmm. Like it's a remixed version of it, but it's just like it just will randomly play. And then when you stop, it just it quietly goes away. And I'm just like, huh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, the nominees for best game, Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Inscription, It Takes Two, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart and Returnal. It takes two. I'm upset that Psychonauts 2 is not on this <laughs> list. <laughs> uh, but if I had to give it to something else, I, I guess I could see it going to It Takes Two over the other games. Again, this is trying to think like how BAFTA thinks, not yeah. how I think personally. Um, so that's what it is. But also best game is like, which one actually plays like a game? For sure. So it could either go to Ratchet and Clank or... For, or... or It Takes Two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, British game. <laughs> I love that they, they have to. It's BAFTA. Yeah, they have British movie. So they have Alba, a wildlife adventure, Death's Door, fights in tight spaces, Forza Horizon Five, Overboard, and Sable. Wait, 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 wait. I knew about Death's Door. I did not know about Forza Horizon Five or Sable being British games. I guess. <laughs> I didn't know that either. <laughs> huh. Out of those, I probably see it going to like Death's Door. Probably, yeah. Best debut game. Uh, the nominees are The Artful Escape, Eastward, The Forgotten City, Genesis Noir, Mechet, and Tomb. Uh, I really like The Artful Escape. Forgotten City is also pretty cool. I liked Eastward. I did too, but like, I don't think it was like but top 10 worthy. You but know. it's also their first game. Right. I think either Eastward or the Artful Escape, Escape could probably yeah. take it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Forgotten City also, also yeah. got it. Because uh, that was probably one of the better uh, time loop games that yeah. I've played. Um, Evolving game. Evolving game. <laughs> Among Us, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Apex Legends, Disco Elysium. Fortnite and what? No Man's Sky. <laughs> Wait, what? I guess, yeah, because it is coming out with a different version this year. Yeah, they have like the director's cut that uh, dropped. Yeah. yeah, but it's funny that Disco Elysium's up there. <laughs> uh, in terms of evolving game, I actually think No Man's Sky should walk away with this one. No Man's Sky or Among Us. Yeah. In Especially with the recent state. update that uh, Among Us did. Yeah. Play Fortnite. <laughs> we play Fortnite. <laughs> Best Family Game, Alba, A Wildlife Adventure, Chikori, A Colorful Tale, Forza Horizon 5, Mario Party Superstars, Ratchet and Clank Rift on Part. Also not a family game. And Unpacking. So it's funny that you feel like it's not a family. Unpacking is not a family game. That game is super depressing to play through sometimes. Uh, Unpacking's a good game, though. A, yeah, I guess, yeah. Kind of depressing in certain chapters. Chickory also, because like as Col it's depressing. That game is sad. <laughs> Again, we're talking about the British here. Yeah, they like that stuff. But uh, <laughs> I 
I see them giving it to like Mario Party or Ratchet and Clank for some reason. Mario Party ends families. <laughs> it also ends friendships. Yeah. Uh, so that was that. Best game beyond entertainment. Alba, a wildlife adventure before your eyes. Chicory, a colorful tale. Game Builder Garage, It Takes Two. And interesting enough, Psychonauts 2 is nominated for this particular category. I want to give it to Game Builder Garage. (laughs) Because technically, it is a great way to learn about coding and how games work. I think it's really interesting. Psychonauts 2 also, and It Takes Two because of their content. Yes. Chicory, maybe. I don't know. I would like to see Psychonauts 2 walk away with this. Yeah. Because I like that game still sticks with me. Yeah. And I played it like months ago. Months ago. Uh, best game design. We have Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Inscription, It Takes Two, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Returnal. Uh, game design. I think it would go to either Ratchet and Clank or Returnal. Just because, like, both those games have really, really cool design aspects in terms of architecture, graphical fidelity. They're not talking about that. They're talking about overall game design. I think. Like, then it should go to Returnal. Of, Returnal is literally of, like how the Metroid. game master and everything. Returnal. Run. Yeah. So I would say Inscription or Returnal. Really, Inscription? Yeah. Because if you look at it from a game design standpoint, everything in that regards makes sense. I, I guess because like it is a card game yeah. dungeon crawler thing yeah like uh-huh. we're talking about when we talk about game design we're talking about the game mechanics as a right as a unit which is why returnal should get this exactly. also returnal, <laughs> like yeah that's why i said like inscription or returnal uh the nominees for best multiplayer game back for blood call yeah. of duty vanguard <laughs> Forza horizon 5 okay hail infinite all right hell let loose and it takes two I want to give this to Hell Let Loose. That game yeah. is amazing. The population of the game has kind of dwindled recently, so it's a little harder to find people people on PS5 and Steam. Uh, but it still like pops off here and there. Yeah. I love this game. Yeah. And its multiplayer is good. But Hell Let Loose is better, in my opinion. That's fine. <laughs> Best music. Deathloop, Far Cry 6, Halo Infinite, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Returnal. This is actually a little tough. Deathloop. But Deathloop the has soundtrack. really good soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack for Deathloop is probably one of the top tier things about it. Like, as much as I hate to say it. Yeah. It, they did a lot well, well with that soundtrack. Right. Best narrative game. It Takes Two. Life is Strange. True Colors. Marvel's Guardians of the Ooh. Galaxy. Psychonauts 2. Returnal. Unpacking. Oh, this is another tough category. That is a very tough category, actually. And like, Life I, is I, Strange, True Colors makes sense. Yes. Um, as much as I love Psychonauts 2, Guardians of the Galaxy's story is really is good. really good. Like that story had no business being as good as it was. Yeah. Like, and then that was the big surprising factor for me. Like it was, it, it was a very competent third person action adventure shooter. But all of a sudden it's, uh, but then you're like my emotions. Yeah. <laughs> put like the Donald Glover. Emotion. Yeah. My emotions. <laughs> uh, but I would like to see this given to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. All right. Best original property: Death Loop, Death's Door, Inscription, It Takes Two, Returnal, Unpacking. Whoa. So, 
original property implies a the type of IP. game. The whole IP. Yeah. So I get that these are all new IPs, but a lot of them just are one took... Well, ones also. A lot of these are just one shots. Yeah. But not only that, but they're also types of games that have been done before. Right. So in terms of what I feel was like the most true new type of game. Unpacking? Uh, unpacking. Yeah. Just because like it's a... It's a very calm down game. Yeah. But it also tells a story as you go through all the different yeah. moves. If not unpacking, uh, I think Returnal also because like Returnal and Deathloop are essentially the same type of game. You know, they have the time loop thing. Yeah. Uh, Returnal is more of a roguelite though. Deathloop is just like, oh, if you die, you start again. Like that's it. Yeah. It's more of a '60s action spy movie. Yeah. Uh, technical achievement. Technical achievement. The nominees are Forza Horizon Five, Hitman Three, Psychonauts Two, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Resident Evil Village Returnal. Forza. I was thinking Hitman 3 just because of the stuff that is in true, that game. True. Is like when I say IO Interactive did a lot of stuff in that game that I just could not fathom. Like I really mean that. Yeah. Uh just from like how it takes advantage, especially it was the, the PlayStation 5 version is one of the games that really takes advantage of like the PlayStation 5. So, like, seeing Agent 47's reflection consistently across every floor, because every floor is, like, magically mopped. <laughs> <laughs> I would also say that for, uh, for the Horizon 5, because in terms of, like, water physics, everything like oh, that. Oh, yeah, just the, the vistas, the physics of the cars. The cars, yeah. everything was just so well done. Your car starts off brand new when you pull it out of your garage. Mm -hmm. As you drive around through dirt roads and stuff, it gets dusty. Mm -hmm. And if it gets rained on, you're, you're shiny again. You're shiny again. Yeah. And it's like, oh, come on. Uh, so this is EE Game of the Year. This is the only public voted uh, award. Uh, these, wow. It's funny that they left a couple of games out of this, but the nominees for this are Chikori, A Colorful Tale, Deathloop, The Forgotten City, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread and Unpacking. I forget, but I, I know EE is like some type of news yeah. thing that does uh, it's like entertainment, ele electronic, uh, electronic entertainment. entertainment. Yeah. So uh, this is voted by the public. I would think that the Actually, public electronic entertainment games is it's their GameStop. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Um, seeing that this is a public vote, I think it would probably go to something like. Metroid Dread or It Takes Two. Yeah. That's what I see. That's what I see. We don't know, but if I don't know the British product. Pub, let's public. scroll up and see when is the one of these awards. So the BAFTA games, when do they do this? That's as high as it goes. None. I want you to scroll oh. down. So uh voting is available now until April first. That's so late. Wow. <laughs> So I guess after April, we'll find out who wins. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm good. Let's see. And now on. Now on to the main topic of our show. Crusty. <laughs> Crusty graphics. <laughs> so uh, there was a Pokemon Day stream where they made several Pokemon announcements. Uh, let's go down and the wait, list of things. <laughs> wait, ev just as a for everyone wondering why Nintendo didn't push. Nintendo made a comment as to why it wasn't as publicity as they've done in the past. 
because Nintendo understood of the conflict going on in Ukraine. They're like, we don't want to take news cycle away from the important stuff. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo released the press because everyone's upset at Nintendo's like, why aren't you like advertising this? And they're like, because we don't want to take the news cycle away from the important thing right now. Yeah. Which is nice of them, actually. It can be. <laughs> <laughs> so there was an announcement. We have a this is out of order. This is out of order. Yeah. Anyway, we'll go to the bottom down. <laughs> Let's go to the bottom first. Yeah. All right. So uh, first things first, there's going to be an online Pokemon anime. It's an animated series set in the Hisui region. Uh, it's going to take place basically the same time as Pokemon Legends Arceus. This anime is going to be premiering later on in 2022. Uh, they showed like a couple of like stills and a yeah. little trailer. It looks cool. Looks good. New Pokemon anime. Who, who can't be excited? Uh, Pokemon Cafe Remix, which the is a game uh, that, that, that everyone's like, okay, this is a cool thing. It's like, why do you keep giving it content? Because it's free. It's a free game. Apparently, it makes bank. Of course. <laughs> free to play. <laughs> but you must pay. Uh, so they're getting a new, po- uh, a new puzzle mode that's going to hit later this year. There's going to be three new events for Pokemon Cafe Remix. And um, yeah. So if you haven't played Pokemon Cafe Remix, it's free for the Nintendo Switch. And phone. And phone. So, you know, if you're into Pokemon, free. Free is for me. Uh, Speaking of more free games. Pokemon Masters EX is celebrating its two and a half year anniversary this month. And it's going to get new trainers. You're going to get up, you know, you're going to be able to team up with Cygna Suit Red, Cygna Suit Blue, and the Cygna Suit Leaf trainers. You're going to get 5,000 gems for trying out the Victory Road. And then uh, May and Latias, Skyla and Tornadus, and Rayhan and Flygon will be coming to the game with their own unique outfits. And if you log in, if you logged in during the day of the stream, they also gave you like free gems yep. as well. Uh, Pokemon Unite is adding a new type of battle called Full Fury Battles. Um, basically, you can play as any Pokemon. And earn stuff. Yeah. It's and they free. also added, uh, what I like to call Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> the the, the, the Raladon. Yeah. Yeah. He's Mecha Godzilla. Yes, he is. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Go is also getting an update. It's going to get an Aloha update, which dropped uh, actually the beginning of this month, March 1st. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to get a lot of Pokemon for Pokemon Sun and Moon appearing in your game if you play Pokemon Go. Um, and when the update went live, there was a way to get a Lowland Executor. Yep. Which I think is pretty cool. Ridiculously large. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. The game that got, they forgot. The game that they forgot released. <laughs> uh, it's getting a mystery. Uh, they got a mystery gift. There was a, a random shaman encounter in game. They finally have given a shaman. Because you know the story behind this Pokemon, right? No. So you're supposed to get Professor Oak's letter. It was a, supposed to be released with Platinum. Okay. They never got around to releasing it in the West. I see. Yeah. It was at that time when Pokemon didn't understand how to do... They're still trying out a lot of the, the, the Mystery Dungeon stuff and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mystery Gift. And they didn't know how to do the... Um, the free items as well as like they did for Black and White, Black and White 2, X and Y. Right. Yeah, all of that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we get it finally. Gotta go it took do them that. long enough, right? Yeah. 
I think you have until the end of the month to claim yeah. this, though, or something like that. Uh, there was also an update for Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, it's called Daybreak. Uh, basically gives you a new type of investigation for to the game for you to take part in. Um, you're going to find out what's been happening to the alpha Pokemon. And it also added new trainer battles to the in-game training grounds. They had a little trailer. Uh, and then if you... Put the in-game password Arceus Adventure. You receive 30 Ultra Balls, 30 Gigaton Balls, and 30 Jet Balls in the game for putting in that particular code. I don't know what bothers me. What? Because I was all happy with this. I'm like, good, they're giving the game more extended life. And then they announced... And then they announced a brand new Gen 9. I'm sitting here, I'm like, I think Arceus is the, has the shortest lifespan of any Pokemon game. I think so, too. Uh, I think it's also unfortunate that... Uh, Arceus released when it did because obviously it was definitely delayed. I think I feel like that game was supposed to come out last year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we have Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Gen 9 is officially here with new starters. Uh, because the community is quick to move off on game to game to game. Yeah, that's why. It's, it's more about the community. It's less about the devs is more about the community. The devs will support it as much as possible, but like the actual community is once a new Pokemon game comes out, the old one's kind of like, uh, I, 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 you know, that meme where it's like, I don't want to play with you anymore. That's exactly what happens with Pokemon. That's exactly what just happened, actually. <laughs> um, obviously, this game is going to embrace a true open world this time, whereas, you know, Arceus was kind of misleading. <laughs> Yeah, but in in the sense that it, it was open world in the sense of like Monster Hunter's open world. Yeah, that's called open hub. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Not open world. It's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> um it takes place in uh a region based off of Spain, which is why we made the Inquisition jokes. Um the characters I, look like good Christian boy and good, good Christian girl. girl. It's like, yeah. Like, I sat there looking they're all, like... They're, they're in their Sunday school outfits. Well, I sat there, I was like, I'm pretty sure I had that outfit when I was, like, eight. <laughs> like, I kid you not. <laughs> I sat there, I'm like, oh, I feel like... That's why I thought it was in Italy. I'm like, oh, that's like something an Italian child would wear. Spain. That's, Close that's enough. Hilarious. Uh, so the new starters, we got... Spiragatito, which is the green cat. Weed cat. Weed cat. We got Frecoco, who is a, a spicy crocodile. Spicy peppers stuffed with cheese. And uh, Don Quixote. <laughs> Quackly? What was it? What, what did they name I don't remember it? what they named him. Um, <laughs> pepper, cro pepper croc. That's exactly what he is. Yeah, yeah. He He's supposed made... to be the Spanish red pepper. Yeah. That's stuffed with cheese. <laughs> Quaxley. Is it Quaxley? I call it Donald Duck with a... It's Don Quixote. <laughs> I just hope he has a water horse. It's Pompadour Donald Duck. That's <laughs> what it is. He's going to grow up to be a star in Kingdom Hearts and not heal you. Um, But yeah, I... This is like, this is again what I've been complaining about Pokemon. Stop with the yearly releases. I am really so like it's turned into the Call of Duty. It, I can make it, the Call of Duty joke with Pokemon. It's Nintendo's. It's Nintendo's Call of Duty. And new lies. This trailer. This trailer looked like a 3DS game. I'm sorry. It looked bad. I'm sorry. Like it I, looked like a 3DS. I was game. like, oof, this looks rough. Why did you show this? <laughs> I, like the first thing, I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. I thought they were just going to do the live action thing and then show the three things. I'm like, cool. 
Then they showed the actual like game. pre-rendered game footage thing that's like, yes, this is all subject to change. I'm sat there like, I hope. I hope so. Because I said, wow, that's crusty. I said that out loud and everyone kind of looked at me like, you never comment on these things out loud like that. I'm like, yeah, because I like to be like, I don't want to pick fights with people, but that was crusty. Yeah. And we are aware that it said footage not finalized. You know what game they also said that about? Arceus Legends. And you know what wound up looking exactly like what they showed when they trailered it? uh, Arceus Legends. Shield also. That's right. Oh, God, don't remind me. The difference now, though, at least, is the textures do look like they have got it. It looks like they did work this time. They actually did upgrade the textures on the Pokemon. Uh, they need to like start like they need to give this team time between releases to do and things. And it's the again, it's because of how Nintendo separated the Pokemon company. The Pokemon company has full control over the games. Nintendo can't step in. At some point I think the Nintendo's is going to be like, "You know what? No, never mind. Just you're you're now fully owned by us." <laughs> it, it's tough. I think these games sometimes need a little bit more time in the oven. Uh, just so that they can get like the proper love and care that they deserve. We we got that with black and white and black and white too. I feel like that was the last good one. X and Y I enjoyed and I understand that it was their first time in the 3D realm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, yeah, the area seems kind of bland and stuff like that in between cities. Because it's like they're learning their own they're engine. Learn- so. Yeah, they're relearning the engine. Sun and Moon fixed a lot of that. It's like, okay, you learn. Then we moved to X and Y uh, to Sword and Shield, and I'm just like, "What did you did you forget everything you learned? Did you forget how to write characters? <laughs> like, did you forget how to write characters? You know, you know what this means, though. This means that this is probably going to be the end of Sword and Shield and the TCG as also also. Yeah, it was announced with the uh, with the Legends of Arceus. We got a whole new Arceus and Shaman based. Card set just, just came out. Is that what this current set is? Yeah. Oh, so then it's over. It's been over. The evil has been defeated. You're behind by like two sets, actually. I, I, I just pay attention to the shiny cards, man. I know, I know. <laughs> Which like, always happened to be a Charizard. <laughs> like that rainbow Charizard. That's like $200 right now. It's crazy. <laughs> Which, by the way, guys, if you're looking for your next Pokemon product, you I may want so to stop by now. to the Waypoint Cafe. Hold on. We have all our wonderful, wonderful Pokemon stuff in here. The, the ETB boxes, the new set, Brilliant Stars, is available here at the Waypoint Cafe as well. Uh, I might buy a box. I don't know. I, I, I miss cracking Pokemon packs. So I kind of want to do that. I have so many packs. So many packs. This is mine now by way of my actions. (laughs) (laughs) Packs on packs on packs. We got packs. We also have Magic the Gathering here at the Waypoint Cafe every Friday night. Commander for Friday Night Magic is available here at the Waypoint Cafe as well. We'll also be starting up DBS weekly tournaments uh, either on Wednesdays or Saturdays. We're waiting to see when... uh, the new DBS set comes in. <laughs> yeah, he handed me packs. They're mine now. That's literally the rule. <laughs> uh, card games at the Waypoint Cafe. That's basically what it is. Uh, I think that's going to do it for today's show. Yep. Stick around after the show, though, because we have RJ and Joel playing some more great Ace Attorney. 
And I have my, if my son is still in the chat, he's going to take care of D commands. But for those of you who wish to conversate, for those of you who wish to keep the conversation going, you can do so over in our discord. You can check out our discord. Feel free to at me at Omega Z. I love talking about things, whether it's snarky, I'll make some snark comments, but I will always explain my viewpoints and discuss all the things that I think when it comes to all things, gaming, esports, and maybe some anime things and some movie things and all of the above. You can definitely do that over in our discord. Check out our website as well over at digital You can find all of our other social media links, previous episodes of this podcast, all the written content, including reviews by me and a whole bunch more. If you wish to support us even further, there are multiple ways that you can do that. We have our merch over at our stream elements shop, streamelements.com slash digital era entertainment. You can check out our D hoodie, our D tank top, our D t-shirts, our D sweaters, our D mug, as well as our shirts for Kokoro no Pro, which is our upcoming wrestling themed visual novel. That teaser trailer is still available over on our YouTube. Feel free to check that out alongside our anime of the year as well as our game of the year videos. We worked very hard on those last year. They are still available on our YouTube for your viewing pleasure. So please do so check that out. Give us a follow over on the YouTube. If you are over there as well, all these helps us out in terms of getting our content into your eyeballs. Special shout out to image anime for our sponsorship. You can go over to imageanime.com and use our promo code discount ship for free ground shipping on in-stock items orders over $100. That code is good until the end of the year. Take advantage of it if you're an anime fan or if you know someone who is an anime fan and they like to buy figures and movies and DVDs and statues and you know wall scrolls and things like that. Point them over to imageanime.com. Give them that code discount ship. Have them save some money on the orders if they hit over $100. Special thanks to the Waypoint Cafe as well for always being a wonderful and glorious hosting service. The Waypoint Cafe located at 65 Ludlow Street in the Lower East Side, home of this very podcast, Decode. If you ever stop by the Waypoint Cafe, feel free to say hi. Sometimes I'm there. Sometimes Gino's there. Feel free to say hi. Tell us what's up. Tell us what you liked, what you didn't like. And uh, that's it. So we will be back with more streams again, RJ and Joel coming on right after we sign off and I'll be on on my regular day, Sunday and Tuesday with some more awesome gaming content for you guys until next time you've been decoded.